Do you know what WorkAmping is? This is the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, and we are the host for today's show and today's guest. Well, guess what? They've been work amping at various jobs for the last several years. And today's show, they will share what they have learned on all things work amping. Over the last two years of being full-time on the road, we've also had to find ways to make money while living the RV life. And one of those ways we make money is right here on the RV Life Podcast. We are so happy that you have tuned into this show. Now, real quick, we want to just talk a little bit about our social media and how you can reach out to us. That would be Instagram or Facebook, and it is RV Life Podcast. Please send us any questions or comments that you have. And also, you know, we do have that segment in the third part of the show where we ask the question of the week and we're getting a lot of great questions from people, but keep them coming. We'd love to have all of those questions from people all over the country. Yes. And I read every comment. I look at every question and stay tuned to the close of each show where we talk about those questions. Now, this weekend, Patty and I took a quick two and a half, okay, three and a half hour car ride up to Philly for our granddaughter's sweet 16 birthday party. That was kind of fun. It was. We had a great time. Saw a lot of family. Five of the grandkids were there. We have nine. So five of the nine grandkids. It was a lot of fun. You know, and and I just want to put out there to all you parents and grandparents uh, and, and all of you people, did you get a car at your sweet 16? I know I went, it wasn't a sweet 16 for me, but I, when I turned 16, I did get a car um, and our granddaughter got a car for her 16th, even though she doesn't have a driver's license yet, but she's, she did get a car for her 16th. If you got a car for your 16th birthday, I would love to see a picture of it. I would love to have you write in and tell me the story about your car so we can use it in a, a show down the road. And if you're like me and didn't get a car, but you had to drive your parents' car when they let you put the comment in the, uh, you know, send us a comment on social media. would like to hear that too. Yeah, we do. We'd really like to start that conversation about that sweet 16. And what did you get for your sweet 16th? Uh Oh, there's that sound. And that means it's time for today's fun fact. And I think we're going to have a fun fact about working, huh? Yes, we are. There's so, nothing fun about working though. Um, well, <laughs> No, not true. We choose to do what's fun for us when we work. That's at least I think it's fun. I don't know. You do all the editing, so maybe not. But fun fact today is working from the road and work amping are different. Yes, they are. And I learned that this week because I had never really heard that term work amping before. But as we did the research on it, man, that's out there all over the place. Every, everybody uses that term. It is. Having a job that you would normally do and working while RVing or camping, that's different. Work. Okay, let's let's give an example of that, though. Let's, okay, let's, so, so like a salesman that works on the phone all day, right. or um, I think we met an architect who yeah. actually works on the road. He's got his computer set up. He gets right. a Starlink set up, and boom, there he goes. So he is working a normal job while RVing. Correct. We even met somebody who's a therapist, and she now works from her RV. So she's working while RVing, but work camping, and this is all one word smushed together, uh, is working while camping. So finding work on the road, such as like a host, a camp host. And I know for us, a couple of years ago, we were offered 
a camp host position. And I thought it might be interesting to do it, but they wanted us to stay for like three or four months. I think it was the whole season and we don't tend to stay any one place for that long. So we did not do it. That leads me to another question that I'd love people to, to, you know, reach out to us three months in one spot. That is, that would almost be uh, unreasonable for us. I mean, I, I get antsy when we stay for three weeks at some spot, I'm usually ready to move on somewhere between 10 and 14 days. How long do you stay at a campground? If you're, you know, full-time or most of the time, or sometimes, you, you, you know, when you go out and you just go from campground to campground to camp, how, how long do you stay? And you know, uh, you know, what do you think the norm is out there? Right. I don't know that there's a normal, what I find in the camping world, whether you're RVing, camping, whatever you want to call it, it just varies. There are so many people that do so many different things. So like Dan said, reach out to us on social media, Instagram or Facebook, and let us know how long you you like to stay somewhere. Now we met our guest today a few months back and it's kind of a funny story and I'll tell it later in the show, but we met our guest a few months back, had an instant connection with these guys. We really, really like how they do things and what they do and the way they do it. And we will be back with our guest right after this. The most important part of your RV is the roof. If your roof leaks, your trip and your RV get ruined. You can take it to a dealership or service center to be maintained at their expensive rates. Or you can maintain it yourself over a weekend for a fraction of the cost. Liquid Rubber RV roof products will keep you dry and leak free. Visit shopliquidrubber.com slash RVLife. Use coupon code RVLifePod15OFF to save 15%. That's shopliquidrubber.com slash RV Life. Protecting your RV investment means being ready for anything. An extended RV warranty from Wholesale Warranties is the best way to make sure that if an RV failure happens, you can afford to get back to enjoying the RV life as soon as possible. RV warranties are available for motorhomes, fifth wheels, and travel trailers, new and used, across the U.S. Visit WholesaleWarranties.com for a free personalized RV warranty quote today. And hit the road with peace of mind tomorrow. They met at work over 20 years ago and have been avid campers ever since. In 2020, they hit the road full time and have been work camp, work camping. They've been working and camping on the road ever since all throughout the country, covering over 20,000 miles while doing everything from camp hosting to, you heard it right, beet farming. You may even see them in the RV Life booth or on the RV Life podcast uh, social media because they actually manage the social media for Patty and I on the RV Life podcast. Today, we're talking to Jennifer and Blake, and we're so excited to have you on. Welcome to the RV Life podcast. Oh, thank you for having us, guys. You know, it, 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 it's really uh, something. And before we get started, I just want to tell a little quick story here. When I first met Jennifer and Blake, we were in Tampa and Patty had to fly back up to Philadelphia. But uh, we were in Tampa and I'm sitting in front of my RV and I see this couple camping and getting set up across the way from me. And the guy walks around the corner and he's got a shirt with my name on it. <laughs> and we didn't even release these shirts yet. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, where did you get that shirt? And he's like, oh, I'm working at the RV Life booth. So that's how we met uh, Blake and Jennifer. It was quite quite a, quite a funny little story. So yeah. you've, been, you've been full-time for three years. But the first question I have to ask for our listeners is, what is work amping? Can you explain that? <laughs> well, I think it varies from job to job, but the basics are pretty much the same. Uh, you tend to work outside in the maintenance aspect of it Absolutely. and maintaining sites, uh, doing restrooms and showers, uh, landscaping, lawn work, stuff like that, the normal stuff. And then I did... Um, a couple of different things on office ends, so like phones, reservations, checking in and checking out campers, and just a couple other 
various duties like that, but nothing too crazy. But ultimately, work camping, it's the, the umbrella that's, you know, working on the road. It just kind of falls into that. It's not necessarily yeah. working at a campground. It can be just about anything. Right, right. Okay, so it's like it's a combination of working and camping. Working while you're camping, but it could be outside Absolutely. of the campground. Okay, great. Yes, yeah, so, we've done both, you, so yeah. You, you know, and this is kind of... um a new thing where people and they actually have a, a, a name for it. It's called W O R K A M P I N G. They spell it really weird. <laughs> Confused the heck out of me. Um, but I, I, I guess that it works. So, you, you know, it, it does involve a lot of things. And we're going to talk about some of the things that you guys have done. Let's start off with something that we, it was offered to us at one point in, in our camping, uh, a, a camp host job. Um, so let, let's talk about a camp host. Why do we need camp host? What the hell is a camp host? And uh, was it fun? Yeah, I mean, I think you need a camp host just to maintain the rules and regulations of the campground and the property and... Absolutely. So if, if you've got a campground, especially if it's in a remote location, you may not necessarily be able to get employees for the campground from the surrounding area. So that's where the work camper comes in because they're ultimately providing the housing, which is the campground, in exchange for working at the campground. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I've been to some camp, or Patty and I have been to some campgrounds that uh, we've gone back to a year later, and it's the same camp host there. Um, it's like they live there for year after year after year after year. But that's kind of not what you guys are doing. You kind of come in and, and hit it for a month or two or something. like that. T- t- tell us about how that works. Right. So um, we've camp hosted at a couple different campgrounds for full seasons, which can be anywhere from four to six months at a time. And there are campgrounds and other work camping jobs that we would definitely go back to in the future. But our goal right now is to get out and about this country and to see all the different sites. So we're not stuck in one area Um all the time. So there's definitely some jobs that we'd go back to, but it's nice getting around to see the different areas and meeting all the different people and all that. And it sounds like something fun. And again, it was offered to Dan and I, and we thought it'd be fun to do for about a month. We were going to stay in the area, but they wanted us to stay for the whole season. So we said, no. What is the best part of being a camp host? Uh, I would say for me, it's um, interacting with other people and just, I mean, the people that you meet, it's just crazy, all the different variety of people that are out there that come through a campground. And um, the job itself is fairly light work on on my end when I do the office side and I'm not working full time. I'm not working 40 hours a week or overtime. I'm working anywhere from 10, 15, maybe 20 hours a week. And that's also appealing to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now you've been a camp host at private campgrounds, but reading your bio and I think you and I had dinner, you guys and I had dinner one night and we were talking about stuff. You also have worked for the national park system. Is there a difference between a camp host at a private campground and one at a national park system? I would say yes. A private campground, obviously it's family owned or whatever. They have their own set of rules that they follow. Uh, National park campgrounds though, um, I don't want to say there are more strict rules, but you're definitely enforcing more rules at a campground than you would probably at a private one just because there's more rules at a national park. Um, that would be a little bit different, I guess, from a private one. Absolutely. And, and also you're going to, depending on where you're working and who you're working for is the, the, the structure of the job itself is going to change mm-hmm. on how strict they are and the roles that you work and, and things of that nature. When you worked with the National Park System, did you have to uh, wear one of those cute little shirts? <laughs> we did have a uniform that we did wear, yes. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite part is, and, and we didn't really work at the park system. It's not really what we did. But 
but there was a, a medical situation. So we kind of helped out while they were trying to get things straightened out there. Um, I loved riding that little national park. Uh, it was a tricycle car. Right? <laughs> it had a one wheel in the front, two in the back. And <laughs> that, that was probably yeah. my favorite part of the whole thing. So, <laughs> you know, one of the questions that we get asked all the time is, and, and uh, we're going to talk about this in detail later. So let's just talk about camp hosting in the national parks. How did those jobs come about for you guys? Where did you find them? So um, there's a couple of different resources that we use when we do search for jobs. Uh, Facebook, there is a handful of informative work camper groups on there. And uh, that is how we have found technically all of our camp hosting jobs have been pretty much through Facebook, through the work camping group. And then we also are members of the site work campers. And that is dedicated and geared all towards work campers where you can create your own joint resume and search for jobs in certain areas and any types of jobs. It's actually a great resource. And we do use that frequently also. Okay, that's great. Because again, a lot of the people and I'm the one that's managing our social media and looking at social media with your help, of course, Jennifer. Um, and that's a lot of questions we get is how do you find these jobs? Now, after the break, we're going to get into more detail about these jobs. But I want to know, and this is something I've never thought of. You worked on a ranch, an Airbnb. Explain what that even looked like. What did that entail? It sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a cool job. Um, it was a lot of work. Um, they were also new to having work campers um, on their property. And that was also, we had just kind of started out too. So it was a learning process for both of us. Um, they started out with just us as work campers. And that was a full-time gig for us at the time. But I believe now they have about four or five sites set up for work campers that they can rotate in and out. Uh, it was a beautiful property um, with the steer and the goats and the black buck antelope and chickens. And then they had beautiful tiny homes that they rented out on Airbnb. And that was what our main job was, is that we were maintaining and cleaning those homes for them at check-in and check-outs. And then we also did some work around the ranch for them. Now, you know, for our listeners that are out there and they're thinking about maybe being out on the road and working on the road, let's get into a little bit of the detail of the day-to-day -day operation. And we're, we're talking now about when you were on that ranch. So, so let, let's talk about the nitty gritty of what you actually did every day. And I got to know, did you get to ride a horse? <laughs> we did go horseback riding. There is a local uh, stable that was very close. And we actually went there a couple times and went horseback riding. And on the ranch itself, we did get to spend some time with the animals feeding and taking care of them, too. So that was pretty cool. But our basic daily to daily operations were taking care of the Airbnb units and getting those cleaned and ready for the next guest to arrive because they were a very busy rental place and they had people coming in and out all the time. So we would clean and ready those. And Blake did a lot of the maintenance stuff there too. And Absolutely. I, I was basically the, uh, the heavy lifter of the, of the two of us. <laughs> so um, bringing in the cleaning supplies to the cabins, bringing in and bringing out the, bring out the dirty laundry, bring in the clean bedding, yeah. Uh, things like that, emptying trash, uh, switching out propane tanks, the hot tubs, hot tubs, uh, watering the, the plants outside yeah. and yeah. and uh, making sure all that stuff was taken care of and cleaned up, blowing off leaves when it was needed. Yeah. And then you did some ranch projects, too, for them and worked on some things there. So it was a, a good variety. So that, that was kind of a full time gig for you guys, right? Absolutely. Yes. OK, so. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was in South Carolina at a campground and I'm sitting by a fire and I'm talking to some people and it really was the, the impetus for this show because they were talking to us about wanting to do this and they were thinking about doing it this summer. But their big question was, is it hard is it, when, you, when you go in and you're you're a camp host or you're working on like this ranch that's an Airbnb? Is it really, really hard labor or could you spread it out throughout the day and make it as easy or hard as you want? 
Well, some of the duties actually had to be done by a specific time, specifically on the ranch, because it was a rental place. So there was like check-in and check-out times, just like a campground. So we had to get those turned over. But other than that, I mean, there really wasn't much of a schedule. If you were working, if Blake was working on a project or something, he would do that when we were done with the Airbnbs. Um, and then just in general at campgrounds, so you would... I mean, we could spread out the work a little bit. Yeah, a lot of times you'll have to do things like uh, uh, first thing in the morning, you'll look at, you know, what sites are checking out and what sites are checking in. So those are the ones that are going to be your priority because obviously you have to have those cleaned up and ready for the incoming guests. Same with the Airbnbs. You always want to start with, you know, what's turning over that day. And then from there, it's just managing time. And, and like I said, there are heavy lift jobs, but mm-hmm. it's just more than anything, the the biggest part of it is time management. Yes, and being responsible and knowing how to manage that time and just knowing what to do without being micromanaged. Absolutely. It's a big thing, too. So, Blake, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you say, I have the drill gun and I will travel. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that that was always a big thing with this adventure for us is... You have to have that mindset of, I'm willing to do almost anything for a short period of time. <laughs> You're not committing to this. This isn't my my career for the rest of my life is shoveling out fire pits. You know, it's, we're going to do this for the summer and we're doing it because we're getting into an area that we might not be able to spend the summer in otherwise. Yes. Okay, I think that's really the beauty of people who are on the road. And again, whether it's short time or full time like we all are. So if camp hosting isn't your thing, let's talk about sugar beets. And for our listeners, that's B-E-E-T, the vegetables, sugar The red things. The red, they're like a purplish, right? Okay, they're the red things. Yeah, so I just wanted to be clear. Um, Tell us what... What did you do? What was that? So um, the sugar beet harvest, we actually worked at uh, one in North Dakota, but they actually are in North Dakota and Minnesota and Michigan. Colorado. And Colorado. A little bit of Montana. And a little bit of Montana. Mostly the northern states. Yeah, right up there. So it is a very short-term job. Um, we stumbled onto it actually through Facebook, through one of the work camping groups. They do advertise on there. So um, it can be anywhere from just a couple weeks to up to a month. Um, I actually was a camp host at the campground for the workers. So they actually uh, take over a local city campground there in North Dakota, and it's only workers that are in there. So there is really no checking in and out or anything like that for guests um, since it's only the workers there. And I just did bathrooms and maintained the campground, make sure everybody was following rules and all that kind of good stuff. But that was a pretty low-key job for me. Um, And then Blake did a different job at the yard. So I worked in a piling yard. So when the the sugar beets are harvested, they're removed from the ground, they knock the dirt off from them, they put them in trucks, and then they get brought to a place where they're going to get piled. And when I say piled, it's just like it sounds. They, They mound these things up. It's like 100 feet wide and 50 feet tall and upwards of a mile long of just sugar beets. So you have constant moving semi-trucks, dumping into these big specialized pieces of equipment that pile the beets. And it was my job to um, perform maintenance on the piling equipment. So I kind of lucked into that one. I'd get to drive around in a truck and grease and oil the machines. Okay, so is that where the term greaser comes from? <laughs> yes, it yes. is. That's what they call Jennifer it there. And you were a greaser. Okay. Yes. So that makes yeah. and, and you know what? Dan and I were in an event and there were people there that were uh, looking for people to harvest the sugar beets. And we thought of just going out picking it. But there's other <laughs> jobs in this Obviously, there's a greaser and there's the camp host. Yeah, so the camp, they hire camp hosts. Yeah, they do the camp host and there's the greaser job that um, Blake did. And then there was, I don't know, what were the shoveling, the labor jobs, the regular? So um, the, the crew that actually operates the equipment, you have a, an operator that runs the machine and then you have your ground crew, which is 
upwards of three to four people, and they might be operating a skid steer that's uh, clearing sugar beets that fell out of the trucks or out of the equipment. And also you're taking samples from the beets that are delivered by the trucks. And those samples go to a lab and they get the beets are tested. And that is how the, the farmer actually gets paid on the quality of the beets. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story here. Patty, Patty and I were at Quartzite and uh, the beet farmer association actually had a booth at Quartzite and they had people manning this booth and they gave me a hat. I actually have a hat that says <laughs> I'm a beet farmer. And they were there recruiting people to come up. And and I had no idea. You know, they had they had on the table a thousand little packets of sugar. And they're like, yeah, all these little packets of sugar, they all come from beets. I did not know that. Yeah. And I, it, it, it was really something. But the one thing that came out of my 15 minutes standing at this booth with these people, the one thing that came out of it really, really heavy was that's really, really hard work. You know, Jen, Jennifer, you talked about the, the laborers out there. And uh, the, the one guy said, you, you don't want to do that, Dan. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about those people that and, and they work long hours because it's such a short season to harvest these things. Right. Yes. So um, I didn't work the long hours like Blake did because I was able to stay at the campground because I was camp hosting. But Blake had to work 12 hour shifts and you worked the um, what was the time you worked? Um, I actually worked 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yep. Yep. So it's 12 hour shifts, two shifts a day. And uh, it goes by quick because the beats are fickle, kind of, for the weather. Right? You There's, have, you have a, a temperature window in which the beets can be harvested. Yep. They can't be too hot because then they'll spoil in the pile and they can't be too cold because if they're frozen, that damages the beets and it causes them to spoil in the pile. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a when it's time to harvest, it's all hands on deck and it's. It, a well-organized circus, yes. to be honest. It's, there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things are going. And like I said, it's it's as long as you're in that, that weather window, it's good to go. But that weather window isn't always that nice. And so you're outside and you're on your feet for this 12 hours and it may be cold and blowing and nasty. And But again, it's that whole mindset of I can do almost anything for a short amount of time. Yes. So it's just you buckle down, you do the job and couple weeks and it's over. So what I'm hearing here is, Blake, you're going out to work in the worst possible conditions. Lots of wind, <laughs> lots of rain, lots of water yes. for 12 hours a day for about a month. And Jennifer is checking a couple people in in the morning and then going to the spa in a movie in the afternoon. <laughs> you got it, Dan. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Jennifer and Blake, we have a lot more to talk about, about how you find the jobs. Where do you get them? What's your favorite jobs? What's the job that you would never do again? Rally shows. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're going to do all of that right after this. When traveling in your RV, how do you navigate? Do you use a paper map, a GPS, or do you use Google Maps? Our sponsor, RV Trip Wizard, has the solution, and it just works. It does just work, right? I know, uh, Jennifer Blake, you use RV Trip Wizard just like Dan and I do, and we don't move our RV, as Dan says, one inch without consulting with RV Trip Wizard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. So, so, you know what, let, let, while we're talking about RV Trip Wizard, let's just stay with it for one second and tell me one thing that you really love about RV Trip Wizard. My absolute favorite feature is the driving radius. That's what hooked me in right from the get go. I love that thing. <laughs> Those little circles. Now, do you use the circles or do you use the one that's uh, the, the jaggedy no. lines all over the place? I'm fancy, Dan. Circles? I like to use the jaggedy lines. <laughs> oh. you're, you're killing me, girl. You're killing me. Here. <laughs> and, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, in RV Trip Wizard, when you're setting up a, a trip, um, the, the default setting is circles. There's three circles, a red one, a green one, and a yellow one. And they also have a jaggedy lines that goes by the, the road. So it's kind of a, a jaggedy line, but it will tell you like a 
you can set it for anything you want for 50 miles, 100 miles and 200 miles. And that way, that's how far I know I want to go in a day. RV Trip Wizard. Uh, a, you, you know, we started this commercial uh, that we did over on the YouTube channel called It Just Works. And I, I have to say, from my personal experience, it just works. What about you guys? Same thing? Same oh, thing. Absolutely. We've been with it since uh, 2017. Yeah. 16, um, 17 yeah. in there. We've been using it ever since then. So it's been a while. It just makes it easy. Yeah. It's, it's like you say, it just works. It's they have everything all in one spot. So you're not navigating all over the website, finding the reviews, finding the directions, finding those points of interest. It's all it's it's like one stop shopping. Yes. <laughs> one stop shopping. I love that. Yeah, That's good. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back into, you, you know, work camping and how you find jobs. There is a website that you, you've mentioned a couple times and a group that you've mentioned. Uh, let, let's talk about that group and then maybe, Patty, you could put that in the show notes as well. Yes, uh, there is a actually a handful of specific groups for work campers on Facebook um, that I use. One is called just work campers. Um, and then there's also like work campers with wages and a couple other groups, too. And I can always share those with Patty, too, and send her the links to those. That'd be great. I'm going to put those in the show notes. Now, we talked a lot about a couple different jobs Dan is definitely not going to be picking sugar beets anytime soon. But the whole the whole reason you do it, obviously, is to be able to make money on the road. And Jennifer, you and I know on the RV Life group page, we see a lot of time people asking, picking sugar beets, the job, they make a nice amount of money. Is that correct? Let's, let's talk a little bit about the money. It is a, a good chunk of change for sure. I mean, you're definitely putting in the hours and the work for it, though. So if you can suck it up for anywhere from a few weeks to a month and make that money, it's a good gig. Even the camp host job was a, a good paying job, too. Absolutely. We we met couples while working the sugar beet harvest that that's their their main income for the year mm -hmm. is they'll work the sugar beet harvest. And then um, during the summer, they'll do like volunteer work at campgrounds just for a place to stay. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So you're making the money sugar doing the sugar beets or whatever job you do. And then during the summer, you could then, um, you know, kind of volunteer, take it easy, find a place to stay so you're not paying as much. That sounds like a great plan for some people. Now, you also did a pop-up store. What was that? <laughs> yes, yes. So this is actually a job that we did find through the Facebook group Work Campers. And um, it is this family that owns these, uh, it's a sports retail store where they sell uh, like blankets and cups, all like NCAA, NFL, baseball, some basketball, hockey, and just a bunch of like uh, hats, gloves, stuff like that, just memorabilia stuff. And uh, it happens in November and December, and we uh, meet them down in Tallahassee at the mall, and we set up a shop right in the middle of the mall. You know, when you go to the mall and you see all these little stores all set up, well, that's what we did. And we had a decent-sized store there, and it was just a place that Blake and I ran together. It was just the two of us. We stayed at a local campground right in Tallahassee. It was about a 10-minute drive to the mall. It was horrible. Um, it was a good gig. Um, but you are working mall hours, and it's just the two of us. So you are pretty much working seven days a week. Now, you both don't need to be there every day uh, the whole time, but the weekends, definitely, especially the closer to the holidays that it got. But it was a good paying gig, and uh, we did enjoy that. We've actually done that a couple years in the row, but I think we are going to take off this year at least and uh, maybe go back to that. That's one gig that we would probably go back to in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've done it. You probably do it again. I got to ask, though, what is a job you'll never do again? Do you have one you could share? <laughs> I don't know if it's an actual whole job that I wouldn't do again, but there's definitely parts of a job that I wouldn't want to do again. For sure. Now, when it, especially when it comes to like camp hosting, 
job to job, your duties are really going to vary. So mm -hmm. it's it's very important to ask a lot of questions going into these jobs. What's the compensation like? What are the job requirements like? You know, you want them to be as specific as you can get them to be so you know what you're getting into. You don't want to be surprised. Nobody wants to show up and find out I have to split wood with an axe for eight hours a day, five days a week. You know, it's sure I could do it, but I don't want to do that. The only job uh, I don't want to do ever again, job duty wise would be, uh, I think it's going to be a big one for everyone would be the bathrooms, bathrooms and shower houses. So yeah, you're not, you're not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. And that was one of our job duties in Colorado, but my wonderful husband Yes. Who obviously <laughs> I, dearly loves me. For sure. Took over bathroom cleaning for me after maybe a month of into the season in Colorado. And he did all the bathrooms for me, so I didn't have to do any of them. What a guy, huh? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I lucked out. What a guy. That's awesome. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Except that you were wearing my shirt when I first met you, Blake. You're a hell of a guy. <laughs> um, so... Let's uh, let, let, let's stay there for a second. Is there anything that has happened while you were at a campground? Did you ever have to call the police or kick in anything funny or scary or thing as you when you were a, a camp host working on those things? Anything like that happen? We haven't had anything too wild. Um, we did have to call the police a couple times when we were camp hosting at the National Park. One was for a unruly guest let's just put it that way and one was actually a, a dog bite a dog had bitten a child so um, that one was a little more serious and uh, report wise and stuff all that has to be logged and uh, police do have to be called for the report and everything but um, other than that we haven't had anything too crazy no knock on wood we've we've yeah, really we've, had a, a pretty good out. experience so far yeah of course you're gonna get like when you do that ride around in the golf cart after quiet time which is normally 10 p.m for most campgrounds so you ride around in the golf cart make sure everybody's behaving and there's a handful of times that we'd have to ask people to keep it down a little bit but other than that nothing nothing crazy <laughs> no it, occasionally a, a person nothing on a site crazy. that they weren't supposed to be on but yeah yeah all in all, it happens. It, it, yeah it all worked out yeah Okay, well, that sounds great. Now, you said that when people are looking for any of these jobs, you were talking about getting the details so you know exactly what you're walking into. Any other suggestions when people are thinking about one of these work amping jobs anywhere? What are some things that you wish you had done before you jumped into the job? Well, for questions that I would have asked, which is something that I've just kind of learned along the way is um, an important feature for many people would be if they have a cellular signal or not or Internet available or anything like that. Um, that's definitely one of our questions that we ask um, just because you never know. Um, we do have a, a regular router that we use that's unlimited, but we also do have Starlink, which we did need in Colorado because we were up in the mountains and there was uh, no signal. So we use Starlink for that. And another thing which is important for me, if you are a big Amazon shopper or just love to online shop in general, is make sure you can get packages delivered to the campground. <laughs> Every once in a while, you do run into places that do not allow it. But for the most part, they do. Yeah, I, you know, we're finding now a, a new trend is um, campgrounds are charging $5 a package. Whoa. So you, you don't want to order a $10 item and then pay $5 a package to have it delivered at a campground. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, we haven't run into okay. that one yet. No. Okay, so let's... Oh, yeah, we've, we've hit that a couple times in Florida this year. Um, so let's, let's go to this question I just love. Where, what is the job that you, and, and I know the answer is beet farming, but, but <laughs> what is the job that you guys are ready to run back for? You'll be first in line and you want to be, what was your favorite job of everything and anything that you've done so far? And you can't talk about chosen rallies because we're doing those on the line. I know. I was going to say, well, it's <laughs> our current gig right now doing shows and rallies, but uh, besides working for RV Life, which is been awesome um i would say for me i would like to go back to texas yeah 
knowing that they kind of have a better system set up for their work campers now and that it wouldn't be a hardcore 40 hour a week job. Right. I would love to go back to Texas and see them and see them again. Great and people see their to work for. Yeah, beautiful the, area. Oh, the, the couple that we worked for were fabulous. And honestly, I would go back to the private campground that we worked at in uh, St. Ignace, Michigan. In Michigan, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice camp hosting gig. The owner, it was owned by a family, a mother and daughter team, and uh, they were just so sweet and just the best to work for. And they treated us so well there. I mean, we just couldn't beat it there. No. Great little campground, great location up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And we like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's different for Blake, but those are mine. I don't know how you feel. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. Now, you did hint at the fact that the shows and rallies and working for RV Life is your favorite job. So talk about what that entails. I'm getting a hold on. The only reason that they like working the shows and rallies is because they get to work with us. Well, that's, <laughs> yes. that's definitely a perk. Once that was mentioned, I said, we're in. Dan and Patty Hunt, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We did not pay them to say that. <laughs> yeah. Checks in the mail, right? Yes. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> You'll send me your address. Yeah. So what about like those rallies? Talking to our listeners, you know, are there, obviously there are jobs out there working with RV life type companies. Yeah. So um, we originally hooked up with RV Life in 2020. 2020. Um, they had posted about asking if there was any current RV Trip Wizard users that were um, going to be down in the Tampa, Florida area for the Florida Super Show and want to know if there was anybody that'd be interested in working the booth and helping out there. And Blake and I, this is before we were full timing. So, um, we had flown down for a week and decided to go hook up with them and work for them there. And uh, we've been together with them ever since. But the best thing about working for them now is that we get to travel (laughs) to different areas and we get to meet tons of different people. And I would say the best part for me working the booths and meeting all the members and the subscribers of RV life is that we get to help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, that have questions and they know that there's a face, there's, it's a real company, there's real people that work there that can help you and the support is there if they need it. Yeah, that, that, that is really uh, something special. And while, while we're talking about RV life and the fact that you guys are, are booth people um, for RV life. So you're go around and you were at the Tampa show and this year we're, we're even letting you up into the Northeast. So you're going to be up at the Harrisburg show with us. Um, but you know, it, we're, we're doing something that's really, really cool at the Harrisburg show. We're going to have a customer appreciation event where we're going to invite a whole bunch of people to come out to dinner with us. And you, you, when, when Blake gets up on the tables and starts dancing, it is a lot of fun. I got to tell you, he rocks it out for us. But, um, so, so you want to watch out for that. That's going to be an RV Life and RV Life podcast sponsored event. So we're looking forward to that up in Harrisburg. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the show experience. Um, you know, the, some of the shows you've been to some of the really little ones uh, and you've been to some of the really, really big ones. Uh, so l- let's talk about that show experience and, and meeting all of these people that are really all in different stages of their RV life. Yeah, and, and you know, Dan, you've been at been at the booth with us there in in Tampa at the Florida Super Show, which I believe is the biggest RV show that that it we is, do that we work there. there. And just meeting all the different people, and um, it's not always somebody that needs support, help, or has a question. Sometimes they just want to share a story with you or a concern that they have, and just meeting the new people is what. I think is the best part of the show and it makes the time go by and it's just a fun, fun atmosphere in general. It is for sure. It's, it's nice to um, introduce people to a product that can make their life easier for one, Mm -hmm. but then also um, like Jennifer had mentioned the the helping the existing customers it's we're, we're so happy that they use it, but it doesn't end at the purchase. Mm -hmm. We want them to know that anytime they've got a question, a comment or concern, we're here, we're available, we want to talk to you, we want to help you get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
We would have to agree. Now, Dan and I have also had the opportunity to work at some of the shows. I love talking to the people. So when people say, you know, what's your favorite part of being out on the road and working and what we do is obviously different, but being at the shows, being at the rallies and talking to people, helping people, like you said, we always, we, Dan and I go in and speak, or we will do an RV Life podcast live, like we're going to do in Hershey. And it's just so much fun listening to people or somebody will come up and say, I can't make the app work. And within a few minutes, we could tell them what to do quickly, easily help them. And that's just a great feeling. I agree with you guys. It really is a great feeling. And, you know, one of the things that I love about Jennifer and Blake is they're multifunctional <laughs> because you were not with me at Tampa. Jennifer spent an afternoon with me as my camera person. Yes. And that one video, the three coolest things, and we'll put a link to this video down below so you can you can watch how good she really, really is. But but um that video just, it went viral. That was one of our better videos out there. We'll put a link to it down below. So, uh, you know, we really enjoyed having you there and having you as, actually, you were you were my across the street neighbor too, where we were camping. Yes, we camped right next we to each were, other. yes. I want to thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer, for standing in for me. And Not there's a, a whole other career of camera person. There you go. Hey, it was fun. It was so, a new experience for me. <laughs> Well, I hope I, I hope that a lot of the listeners today can take this new experience of work camping, spelled wrong by the way, work camping, uh, and and go out there and find those jobs. I hope we gave them a lot of great information. And before I sign us off, I'm getting my producer telling me that she wants to say something else. I just want to say that Jennifer and Blake gave us a lot of great information that I am going to put in the show notes. So anybody looking to work from the road, great tips. And I will put those all in the show notes. And also, I want people to go to RV Life Podcast, either Instagram or Facebook. And if you have questions for Jennifer and Blake, you can reach out to them on either Instagram or Facebook. Of the RV Life podcast, that is. Or you can also reach out to us over on our YouTube channel. It's called Exploring Through Our Lens. And we will be featuring a lot of stuff about Blake and Jennifer there. We will be together. I think we're going to be together up in Harrisburg. Hershey. In, in her, oh, not Hershey. Harrisburg. Hershey. Right. We're going to Hershey. At the, yes. Hershey <laughs> at the Hershey RV show. Yes. Yes, we will. We'll America's all be together there. largest RV show. <laughs> we will all be together there and hopefully... Hopefully, Patty will make it this time. She'll show up this time. <laughs> For those of you out there, you're listening to the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt. We got a lot of stuff coming up. After the break, we got Pat Buchanan. We've got our question of the week. And we've got a really big surprise. I'm Dan Hunt. And we'll be back right after this. National Indoor RV Centers with over 1,000 motorhomes available across multiple locations. National Indoor RV Centers continues to provide an outstanding hassle-free motorhome ownership experience. National Indoor is the number one Newmar dealer in the nation and also features brands like Integra, Winnebago, and much more. Visit nirvc.com and become a part of the National Indoor RV Center's family. This is the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, and we are thanking you for being with us here on the RV Life Podcast. You know, before we get going, Patty, I, I just really, that last spot was about National Indoor. I, I, I want to talk more about them. National Indoor is just, it's National Indoor RV Centers. There are six locations. They are just an amazing company with an amazing group of people. Now, you know, they actually have storage if you're a member of their service. And that's actually where our 
our RV is right now. It's in storage over there. They've got it plugged in. Uh, they're doing some service on the generator while it's there. How great is that? You know, here we have a family situation, so we have to be someplace for a, a, an amount of time, and we have a place to park that RV. These people just do it different. I just love the way they do business, how they do business, and the owner. Uh, I, I, I just can't say enough about this man, uh, you, you know, and I've told this story before on the RV Life podcast, but we were at an event with Brett Davis. And at the end of this event, there might have been 250, maybe 300 people there. And Brett Davis stood at the door and thanked each and every person as they were walking out the door. And I'm going to say he remembered 90, 95 percent of the people's names that were at that event. I, I just I actually sat down and watched for five minutes as he was greeting people as they were leaving the, the building. It was it was just really, really something. This is the type of individual that I want to do business with. And it's the type of business that uh, people that you want to do business with. Yes, he's absolutely an incredible man. Talk about incredible people. Today's guests, Jennifer and Blake, what an awesome interview. I'm still so excited about it because, the, again, we met them several months ago. They're just great people to be around. But my one problem is when Jennifer and I get on the phone, sometimes it's two hours later that we are done talking. So Dan's like, where did you go missing me? But they gave so much great information for those people trying to, you know, get some work while they're on the road. Some great tips. You, you know, and as I sat here and talked to them and you know, have had some time to sit around a campfire and talk with them and go to dinner with them, I, I, that the experiences that they have had in their life, it's, it, you know, people just get together and do things like this, but to be work camping, to be beet farmer, to go on a dude ranch and work on the ranch. Those are experiences of a lifetime. And, and they've done all those in the last couple of years. How great is that? Yeah, they've really had incredible and varied experiences as you heard them talk about. Some things they were certainly more excited about than others. But that also brings up if you want to be a guest on the RV Life podcast, go to our social media, reach out to me privately on social media, or just put a comment in somewhere on the RV Life podcast, Instagram or Facebook, and just let us know a little bit about yourself. And, you know, if you want to be a guest and we'll take things from there. You, you know, it, it's just a great thing that we have here and we're really looking to the RV community to not just come in and be a guest, kind of lead us down a road. What, what do you want to know about? What kind of people do you want to hear from? We would love to hear what you have to say about that. Okay, here we go. That sound means it's time to bring Patrick Buchanan on the show and give us one of those RV Life Trip Wizard Tips of the Week. RV Life makes it easy to share your exciting RV trip with friends and family via the RV Life Trip Wizard. To share a trip with another Trip Wizard user, first open your trip, click on the wrench icon, and choose Share Trip. Now click Share Trip with another Trip Wizard user and enter the email address that person uses for their own Trip Wizard account and click send. Your friend or family member will find your trip in their own Trip Wizard account under tentative trips where they can view, copy, or even change the trip according to their own needs. If you simply want to share a view of your trip, even to those without an RV Life Pro account, Simply choose Visitor View after clicking Share Trip and create a shareable link that allows others to see your RV journey just as you've planned it. I'm Pat Buchanan with your RV Life Pro Tip of the Week. Thank you, Patrick Buchanan. Every week, there's such a great tip and I look forward to them every single week. So my question now for all of you, and please let us know in the comments, what do you think about being a beat? 
farmer. Is that something you would do? I think for me, it's probably a hard no, but that's just me. I I, I don't know. You know, you make a lot of money for two weeks work. I I, I think I could uh, three weeks work maybe. And uh, yeah, you, you know, we met those beet farmers back in um, Quartzsite a, a couple years ago, and they were actually trying to get people to come up. And I, I think it was like a few months from when we were at Quartzsite, uh, they were going to start this. And you know, there there was somebody at the table while I was in the booth doing a quick video. There was somebody on the at the table saying that he's done it twice and he's ready to go back again. Right. So and you, that's you know, a valid point. It's like Jennifer said, they worked and they worked pretty hard for four weeks long hours, but she said, you know, it was enough money to last them a long time. So that might not be a bad thing. Four weeks of work and then three months of sitting by a lake. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe reconsider that. I, I think for, you know, some people out there and, you know, there's some people out there that have all the money in the world and they're just living their dream and that's great. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that are you know, living week to week, paycheck to paycheck per se, this might be a good opportunity if you're willing to put the work in to go out and do something and make some real money fairly quickly. Um, so I, I, I think that it's something that, you know, just might be something that, that some people should be thinking about. Uh-oh, there's that horn. And it's now time for our question of the week. Now, we were up in Philly this weekend and I ran into my best friend, Bob, and we started talking. Uh, he's from Media, Pennsylvania. And, you know, Bob had kind of an interesting question because he's been an RVer his whole life as well. Always had a class A diesel pusher. And, you know, one of the things now that he's almost ready to be an empty nester is the question is, how do you find get-togethers and events while RVing? So, and I'm going to answer this by not only saying get-togethers, events, rallies, all kinds of things. There are a number of ways to find these things out there. A couple ways, first of all, and I say this in a, a questions a lot, I answer this, social media is a great place to be. So Facebook uh, Instagram, they have a lot of great groups that'll then lead you to events and get togethers, connecting with people. There are a lot of YouTubers like Dan and I also have a YouTube channel and we are going to start doing some get togethers and other events. We, we do have a couple planned. Um, so connecting with people that you are interested in, you like. On events like that, like YouTubers, you, you talked about YouTubers. We recently were at Margaritaville down in Florida for Matt and Matt's RV. He had a get together that was just incredible. A couple hundred people there. Um, beautiful, beautiful facility. Yeah. Uh, I think they told us that that was the first event in the brand new facility at Margaritaville down in Florida. And, you, you know, looking out for those YouTube channels and those types of things, I, I think that's, you know, a lot of YouTubers are trying to put these types of events. You switch it up. Absolutely. They have their, uh, their huddles, they call it. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Switch it up. You can find them on social media. They do what's called huddles. Status Crows has events that they go to. Um, Happily Ever Hanks and... Dan's talking about Matt's RV reviews, if you want to look for him. And there's just a very, uh, you know, a varying uh, different type of people that get together, some with family, some don't. It's just, you know, you really have to kind of search. We talked about National Indoor RV Centers. They have a club called AIM, so they have events. You really... Uh, FMCA, too. FMCA, escapees. You know, take some of these and then go out and look and you will find events. Talking about events, Dan and I will be in Hershey at the Hershey RV show in September. And that's one of the largest events, RV events uh, in the country. So we will be there and we are going to start talking soon about a get together, an event 
that is going to be done and put on by RV Life. You mean the RV Life event that we're not supposed to talk about yet, but we're going to talk about on the RV Life podcast? No, we were told, like, people need to start planning. It's in September. If you're going to be at Hershey, you want to go to this RV Life event. We're going to have dinner, we're going to have drinks, and we're going to have giveaways. Guess what? Our sponsor over on the YouTube side is uh, Kraken Adventure Bikes. He actually donated an electric bike and we're going to give it away at that uh, at that uh, event in Hershey. Now you're giving away a lot. <laughs> you're giving away a lot of information. So, and that's great. So for planning purposes, September in Hershey, again, reach out to us on social media. If you're going to be in the Hershey area, you're going to attend that RV event. Um, this event that we're talking about will be a private event and, you know, we're, you know, space We're, is going to be limited. Space is going to be limited. You want to get out there. It'll be the event of the year. You'll want to be at this event. Patty, you and I have been asked to MC the event. And, you, you know, we just have a lot of fun doing that kind of stuff. We bring a lot of energy to the event. And I am really, really looking forward to it. Now, we've got a show coming up next week. And I got to tell you, I am so excited about this show because it's with the producers of the new mega show that is called RV Unplugged. Now, Phil and Stacy, uh, they are the team captains. Team captains, right. And yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a reality show for RVers. It's uh, a bunch of RVers got to... You have to watch it. Check it out on YouTube. It's called RV Unplugged. Uh, Todd and Tony, we interview next week that talk about it. And they gave us some secret things that happen behind the scenes. So you want to listen to that podcast. She just gave away that we're not doing the show live, but we don't do the show live. We pre-record the show. We happen to have pre-recorded that show already. There's a lot of great information. Now, these guys also run the NRVTA school. National RV Training Academy. And that's really what the show is about. We got a little off track talking about RV Unplugged, which was also awesome. But that training academy is all about knowledge is power and knowing your RV and how important that is and how much money it could save you. Wow. What a great show. If you're listening to this week's show, you want to listen to next week's show because it is really incredible. It's a great show. One of the best shows we've done so far. We are really, really excited about the show. This is the RV Life Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening to us on any platform that you can possibly get a podcast on. My name is Dan Hunt. I'm your host with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, saying have a great rest of today. And an even better day tomorrow.